Greetings, this is James Gunn with As You Wish Talk Radio, also simulcasting on East Eddie Stargate, we hope, we never know, <laughs> but uh, a lot of crazy stuff going on. We're getting some major, major hits and censorship and being cut off from a lot of different uh, venues, you might say. So we have all these different platforms that everything streams out and that it has to go through these hubs to get to these other platforms, and, and so somebody on that end is is flipping switches and, and cutting it off. But, uh, um, you know, pretty crazy. Obviously we're over the target or we wouldn't be getting so much flack, but I've never seen so much resistance, you know, and, uh, we haven't even gotten into the, uh, other st- that stuff. We've stayed away from that and, uh, and we're still getting hammered heavy. So, so anyway, as usual, we're, we're on it. Uh, I wonder if I should, I think I will, we'll give you a little message from our president. Before we get started, we always do this on our show. That was really, really incredible, I have to tell you. <laughs> and uh, our little icon there. The uh, uh, I've got a great show. We've got the um, Raising Star Seeds, the um, Abby and Heidi that have put that together. And I can't think of a better time for it right now. Um, I'm going to skip the news and everything else and just get right on it. The uh, welcome... Uh, Heidi and Abby to the show. Are you guys with us or let me see if we can get you to pop up here. There we go. Yes. Hi, James. How are you doing? Good. Always great to see you. Howdy, James. (laughs) Hey, so I am so glad you're doing that Raising Star Seeds. Um, I know a little place that has about 13 acres dedicated for a school. And (laughs) I think you all know where that is. And uh, actually, I'm acquiring it right now, getting... It, it's right next to East City Ranch here, but awesome. uh, that's always been a goal of mine is to create a school and teach people about universal law and teach them, um, you know, and, and self-mastery. And and I have some pretty good martial artists, too, that want to teach kids martial arts and everything. So I think it's really important for these times to start creating little Jedi masters, you know, out there and uh, with a good foundation so they can go out and, and teach others, you know, and, and spread the word. But uh what uh I'll start off with Abby since she's on top and starts with A. <laughs> uh, well uh what inspired you to do this to, to put together the the Raising Star Seeds website? You know, James, it's it's something that was um I believe kind of in the works for, for a while. It was my own children, you know, I'm a lifetime experiencer, but, you know, I de- dealt yeah. with that myself. And then my children, you know, came to me and they 
took it to an entirely different level. And I looked at it as I was mining this field all alone. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't want that anymore for any for other parents because there's so many more gifted children coming on board. I mean, there it's just it's overwhelming these gifted children coming here right now. And I just wanted, you know, and Heidi and I, we wanted a place where all these parents could come to just listen and build community from it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know, so we don't feel so alone. Yeah. yeah. So Heidi, I saw you nodding there. You probably, you know, have pretty much the same, same reason. Well, ironically, yes. Abby and I have very similar timelines too, which is <laughs> a whole nother story, but yeah. I was a childhood experiencer myself. I was dormant for a while. And once I had children almost 12 years ago now, I was reactivated, especially when my son came around, who's now eight, we were dealing with the night terrors and That iconic energy was just took over my house. So I had to just get back in my own training. And there you go. And Abby presented this idea with me to me earlier in 2021. And, you know, we were simmering it and it was growing. And and then it was like, it's time. (laughs) The fall hit and we're like, we got to do this. And it launched. So baby steps. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so necessary right now. I, I can't. You know, these poor kids, what they're subjected to and, you know, with all the critical race theory and all this other, you know, teaching racism and and uh, where's the unity? Where's, you know, where's unity consciousness? Where's universal law? Where's, you know, these things just aren't being taught. And uh, Abby's got met her kids and they're they're very awake and and I'm sure they're probably going to follow in her footsteps and be teaching their friends and things like that. But uh so what you're doing now is you've got, uh, you have on the, uh, is, I know you're getting ready to launch a website. Is that true? Or, or? Yes. Yeah. So um, it's, we're really close to launching that. Um, we're, you know, putting in some final touches, but it's, it's going to be a website that's going to continue to grow. Um, you know, part of it, we, we want to add in the merchandising because the more people can, can see and relate, that's how you're seeding it into consciousness. So we're going to be bringing yeah. that. And then, you know, and Heidi, we do our, our, our end goal from all this is to build the community so people can find each other and then to start hosting gatherings. So these kids can meet Perfect. other kids. And yeah. so the parents can meet the other parents um, and again, it's really about having star seeds, the other star seeds, um, you know, because when obviously we're all scattered purposely, but when we come together, it's we literally create towers of light. And that's how you really create change. Totally. And with the website, just like you were saying, James, there's censorship up the wazoo right now. So yeah. we want one site to put everything on because right now we're like Rumble, Facebook, Instagram, we're spread out and we just want that hub. Yeah. So yeah. I think it'll be an easy for people and to get these children to find the others as well. We want them yeah. to find each other. Normalize yeah. the paranormal. <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't, yeah. I don't think you're going to take the phones away from them now or their computers. So you might as well yeah. use them as a tool and, uh, yeah. and, you know, teach them. And, and, and I think too, that the gatherings too are so important to get the kids out in nature to have actually physical gatherings. And you could do like a little, uh, workshops and classes at all kinds of parks and things like that. And mm-hmm. totally. we had kids here, we took them all down to the river 
and all they needed a bunch of pine needles and sticks and some mud. You know, and they built a whole village, you know, and they had little frogs as as residents. And, <laughs> and they, they'll never forget that. They had the best time in their life. And I, and they I, we told them, said, leave your no phones, you know. Yeah, that's my kids were so upset when I went up there and didn't take them. <laughs> yeah. like, I got to bring it next time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think we'll, this this summer we'll probably have some kind of uh, we'll probably have more than one event that will be involved with the children. Maybe you guys can come up and host it and put something together, and and uh, we we'd love to have you come up. Yeah, we would we would absolutely love that. You know, I I in one of the sessions that I did, I was connecting with this person, and I was seeing a vision of it was an other planetary system but it was a genuine energy school and there were children yeah. gathering and, and they're the ones they, they naturally had just universal energy flowing so strongly in their bodies that the teachers had to teach them to direct it. So it wasn't so overwhelming. So I saw all these kids almost like doing Kijong, doing all these movements and how you can build the energy around you. So, so yes, I think that would be very beneficial because some of these kids are sliders and, you know, yeah. when they walk into the room, bursting light bulbs and my, my youngest is one and, you know she gets she got too hyper at one of these places and just her energy her well she was holding a glass and it shattered into a thousand pieces oh, it, wow. it just burst and so my friend gave her another glass boom it, that one burst again too so we do take the shoes off. off i've had to, i've had to do that i just had to take my shoes off and start grounding yeah you know it did help yeah it did help a lot with that but uh but yeah, it's so important these kids have these gifts and being able to channel these gifts. And, you know, a lot of us, our DNA is getting activated. And those DNA lines, when they get activated, you know, one's telepathy, one's being able to see forward or backward in the future and past. And one is direct knowing, you just know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and a lot of these DNA lines are being activated now with the adults, but the kids are coming in already activated. Yeah. And, and I know when I was a when I was a kid, people would say one thing, they would think something else and feel something different. And it drove me crazy because I didn't know which which one was they were operating from, you know. And uh, I was talking about it earlier in a show that on my report card, it says uh, we're worried about James because as soon as the recess bell hits, he's gone off in the <laughs> desert. You know, <laughs> we'd rather play with the with the flora and fauna in the desert than than other people. You know, yeah. and uh, well, kids are kind of mean. You know, a lot of times, you know, especially in certain elements. But uh, oh, totally, especially yeah. if one kid has a, a special skill. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's why they need to find the others. They, um, you know, it's, it's so James is similar. My, my oldest daughter, um, she came home and, and when she was reaching sixth grade in school, it was very difficult because she's telepathic. And she said, mom, it, it doesn't make any sense. None of my friends, what their words don't match, what their emotion and what they're thinking inside their head. Why are they doing this? So it was, it was hard for her to understand that. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it is. You know, if there are other kids of like mind, mm-hmm. Like I used to work with a guy and he was, he was a German physicist and he had like nine PhDs and totally telepathic and everything. And he used to always tell me, you know, you have to work on your telepathy. He doesn't like to talk, you know? And so he, he said, you work on your telepathy and I'd be driving into the, to, to help him do some projects and things like that. And 
all of a sudden I get this cappuccino in my head and he loves cappuccinos, you know? So I pull over and I get him a cappuccino. He goes, Oh, you listened, you know? <laughs> yes. yeah. we're, pra- we're practicing with that now. What, what are those cards called? Zeller cards or Zelly cards? Yeah. We, yeah. We're playing with those now or remote viewing. Like if one of the kids lose something, I'm like, okay, close your eyes, picture the object. What's around it, you know, like they yeah. find what they're looking for. <laughs> yeah, we've we've done we've had some great with John Vivanka, we had some great remote viewing classes here. And uh I couldn't believe the accuracy of the people that came here. I mean, they they were nailing it and detailed information. I took the class too and it blew it blew me away. Yeah. Uh, you know, but it's just oh, it's always been kind of natural for me. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, when I when I did stuff on the targets and I and I gave all these details and it, it uh, John was saying, you know, those are three martini remote viewings. He said you hit everything on the. But uh, you know, I probably shouldn't have said anything. But I I kind of said, yeah, well, don't tell anybody. I don't want the government knocking on my door saying <laughs> so we want to remote view uh, this or that. You know, because I don't want to go there. But, uh, you know, it's a gift. We all have it in us. We just mm-hmm. need to have a venue that allows us to experiment with it and and uh, work with it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and so one of Heidi, one of our goals is to find people that are already starting to build this curriculum that will yeah. go into these newer schools. And, you know, and that's another another purpose for the website is so that we can link up and help parents find these different curriculums for the ones who are opting to to leave the system and, and start homeschooling or unschooling. And there are, there is, you know, Heidi and I, we were talking to to Z, you know, you know, Z or star. Yeah, yeah. And she's wanting to start building these star schools. Mm-hmm. Around. And, you know, and so many people we are we're ready for the Hogwarts schools to start happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we have the perfect place for it here. We have a nice hill and and uh, right on the river, you know, beautiful. There's uh, at least 12 acres we can utilize it, maybe more I'm working on. But, I mean, that's a pretty big school. You could put in a pretty big school on 12 acres. Yeah. I can but, hold a yeah. cannonball class. A cannonball yeah, yeah. in the river. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know all, everybody, all the local kids are always jumping off the bridge. Yeah, here into the yeah. River. Did you do that while you're here? Did you jump? Yeah, out? you were working. Was it not that spectacular? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I was there. Oh, I, I mean, so many people come and jump off that river. It's like I'm trying to remember who did it. But uh, I had a friend that tried to do a, a flip off the river, and and he did a full on belly flop. <laughs> he came out, and I just went, oh god, you know, and, and his whole face, face and his was just bright red, you know, his, his chest and everything. But uh, you know, I've done backflips off of it and things like that. But it's wow, <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah, you got to know your limits. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Well, we're prepping for a visit up there because I know Abby hosts them as well at her house. But we're trying to do more sky watches. Yeah, um, with the kids, you know, yeah. put together a little sky watch kit for the kids and things. Well, and- we've got the gear now. We have cool. three or four of these psionics, and they have the um. They have the infrared scopes on them so they can light up the, the field and you can see all the orbs and everything. And we're getting pictures that are so insane, like multidimensional things opening up and orbs everywhere and just walls of orbs and spinning vortexes and all that stuff. And the kids could see that and go out and interact with it. And uh, 
So we have those going, and then we have you know the the regular military night vision, a couple of those, and we have infrared spotlights that light the whole field up. So it's they would have a field day here to come here, and and when they when they see all this, it's funny because they go, "What is that? What is that?" And then they look at, and then they run out in the field and they start playing with them, and then we film them actually dancing around playing with the orbs, and then they come back and they see it, and and then they can see it with their own eyes. Because you see with your brain, and once they realize it's out there, they start seeing it with their own eyes, mm-hmm. and they can actually see the orbs, and you can see them playing and chasing them, and you know, putting their hands out, trying to trying to get it to land on their hands and things like that. So, it, yeah. it's amazing. I think we really need to teach these kids that they're multidimensional beings. They're not these little bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most of them know that they're, they're not just a body and a personality, but. You know, after you go through regular mainstream schools, um, God, you, that is so beaten out of you. You're just a little robot consumer by the time you come out of there. And that's what they want, basically. Yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah. There's there's just no hope in that system. It, the whole entire, that has to collapse. It has to. But, you know, speaking of multidimensional, Heidi and I, we actually were just talking with Peter Slattery yesterday. Yeah. yeah. And Yep. So, James, you know, you did an amazing job in that film. Um, it was so incredible, and we're excited to share that with with our audience. You know, the parents there. Um, but yeah, just great. You know, the the way that Peter and you guys created that film, it's very approachable. The knowledge is extremely approachable and easily digestible. You know, my ten yeah. year old watched it, and no issues. It kept her um, captivated the entire time. So, yeah, great film. Yeah, we've made a couple more. We can get those to you. We have um, the uncontrolled narrative. Which is really good, and it shows a lot of footage. And then we also have, uh, uh, well, East City Down Under, I thought was really good. But we have a new one. Um, what we did, uh, Contact has begun too, and that's another one that's really, really good. And it shows a lot of footage and the people interacting and talking about their interactions with them, and a lot of famous people coming on there and saying, you know, it's here. You know, it's like. <laughs> Yeah, people who've never seen UFOs are in the UFO field, you know, and they've never seen a UFO, you know, UFO before, and they came up here, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, you know, you know, they mm-hmm. just had their had their minds blown. Yeah, you know? I, can't, but, uh, I can't. I can't imagine being in the UFO field and never seen one. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's not that uncommon. You'd be really surprised. When I went to contact in the desert, there was a woman that did. Uh, um, she took groups out there. To, to Giant Rock to, to you know, look for UFOs and things like that. And she'd never seen one. And, and so I went out there with the group. I went out there with the group and this massive purple ship came in. It was Andromeda and came right over us. And she just freaked out. She goes, what is that? I go, it's, a, it's an Andromeda ship. It's a UFO. And uh, she goes, I've never seen one. And she got all excited and everything. And I go, Okay, I go. She's doing the tours out here, you know, and maybe she just drove the bus out there, you know. Um, yeah. You know, but uh, but we saw some amazing. Um, we saw something moving um, like bush level, very fast, multiple colored lights on it, but no dust trail, no sound, nothing, and it went right by us. And it was funny how people were saying, "Well, that's a vehicle. That's just a dune buggy." And I go, well, "Where's the dirt? You know, where's the dust?" Mm-hmm. Where's the engine? You know, where's the noise? And they go, oh, I guess so. Yeah, well, yeah, there's no noise. No no dust kicking up, you know. The thing's not bouncing. It's not, you know, a dune buggy moving that fast would be bouncing all over the place. 
Oh, yeah. And and they finally, I said, look, just use common sense. You can't just dismiss this because you have a reference point of a doom buggy. You know, this mm-hmm. is outside of that reference point because you know you got to use critical thinking because it's bouncing all over. You know, it's it's not bouncing. It's it multiple lights on it, and there's no dust. So uh, obviously, it's something else. Yeah. But it went whizzing right by us, and we everybody saw it, and we just went, "What the heck was that?" You know. But uh, yeah, it was pretty crazy. We had uh, I don't know if you, did you go to contact the desert the last time I was there. It was pretty crazy because we had a we had MUFON there, and they counted eighty five ships when we did our invocation to bring the ship. Cool. In. They actually counted eighty five of them, and, uh, wow. and another another guy, a uh, certain doctor, we won't mention his name, did his thing, and nothing showed up. <laughs> I know you mean. Because the good ones came and got rid of his. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, my, my last contact was 2018. And here's a little side note, funny little story. Abby was there too, and we didn't know each other yet. But I had met you there, James, because I was it. You had started your lecture that day by saying, okay, yeah. we had some darkness here last night. We got to do a clearing. And then at the end, I asked a question. And I asked about your Jedi schools. And I said, I I catered. Can I offer you my my services in exchange for a camp? And you're like, no, but we our caterer just quit. You want the job? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so cool. That yeah. was my last contact, but that was 18. I actually got up in at that contact in the desert when you were on the, the last day, the huge panel. I actually got oh, yeah. up and asked the question, what are we going to do about the kids? Oh yeah, <laughs> we, need to, we need to do something for them, and and I was educated on your Jedi school that you were going to. I believe it was like the following week after that, or two weeks after that, you were hosting it. Yeah, yeah, we had a little young master mm-hmm. parent, a Jedi, a little Jedi school, but yeah. uh, I mean it was okay, but it wasn't what I what I'm really looking forward to doing. But uh, well, 2022 will kick butt. <laughs> yeah, we had what happened is we had a lot of people that came to this thing and, and it was good. It turned out pretty good, but it wasn't uh, some of the kids, you know, some of the parents said, oh, my kid's a uh, starseed, you know, and he's totally enlightened and things like that. And some of the kids there, you know, to be honest with you, they were spoiled brats. They were they yeah. one kid grabbed a stick and he was trying to beat the other kids and beat a chicken with it. And and uh and I'm, and just a lot of stuff like that was going on. I go, you know what, guys, um, we we can't excuse this kind of behavior because your kid's special and he's a star, mm-hmm. misunderstood, yeah. mm-hmm. whatever. I said, no, it doesn't work that way. Right. And uh, and, mm-hmm. and so so they got some. The parents got some major schooling on that one. Mm-hmm. I said, mm-hmm. you know, these kids need a foundation. They yeah. need you know learn to be kind to each other, support each other, work with each other. You know, not picking sticks up and yeah. <laughs> trying to try to beat each other and the, and the animals, you know, the farm animals, but oh, totally. I've seen yeah. that on set in Hollywood all the time. You know, the parents are living vicariously through their kids and they yeah. have the kids booked on stuff and they could care less about it, but it's the parents that are there that are like, I'm on set. And it's like, and then their child's a nightmare. <laughs> Cause they yeah. don't want to be there. <laughs> Yeah, so, you need security for the kids. Yeah, <laughs> so we can help vet that. We can vet 
<laughs> who comes to the <laughs> yeah there does need to be some kind of vetting and then and then if one slips through the cracks a way to, to deal with that one person like isolate them or something or who knows but uh, I think junior got him yeah 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 bigfoot grabbed him <laughs> sorry we don't know where he went <laughs> yeah. we, should, we should incorporate bigfoot into the you know we're getting a lot of bigfoot oh, here you know we've been i just took another plaster cast the other day of one wow. and uh, they've been coming around here quite a bit and and uh, especially after the apples are done they come and and get a lot of the apples and the other things which we don't we encourage it you know but you know it's funny they will let you know like one day they kept setting off a car alarm and and i kept going what is going on there's no wind there's nothing this car alarm kept going off and uh and I go, what is going on? And so I, I told this guy, it was his car. And I said, is there way you can just disable that or shut that off? And uh, he goes, no, I can't. And and so I, I kind of started meditating on it. And I go, oh. And I was looking at the car and I saw the whole car move, you know, but nothing was there. And and then I hear my mind, can we have some apples? In my mind, can we have some apples? They're very, they're very respectful, you know. Very. I said, "Oh yeah, take as many as you want, you know. No more car one. It totally stopped." My my childhood was the Pacific Northwest. I grew up outside Portland, so the weekends on the Columbia Gorge, everything. And Bigfoot was my first multidimensional experience, and I'm so grateful because my mom didn't deny it. She's like, "Oh, cool. You know what was it like?" Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then the fairies came, and everything kept going. But I resonated so strong with that when I came to visit the ranch. You know, I left an apple out, took a video for the kids, all that stuff. So you can feel the presence. Yeah, the kids see them more than anybody. It's We've had more kids sighting them. And, uh, and, you know, some of the kids are really small and they don't know what it is. You know, they don't know what it is. But they're not afraid of it either. You know, they're not afraid. And they go, mommy, big hairy man, you know, big hairy man (laughs) over there, you know. And I had two brothers that were twins that were here and Bigfoot came up to them and they just had a meltdown. They said they felt the spiritual and emotional energies Mm -hmm. when they connected. And they said it was, it was overwhelming. They took them two or three days to be able to talk about it. They said it was so intense, but uh, a lot of people keep saying they're big, dumb apes. You know, I think there's different types of Bigfoot, but the ones here are are very enlightened. You know, they're very awake. Mm -hmm. I've never, I never felt threatened by them at all. You know, I, I felt if they're around, I'm actually safer. I, yeah, I, I agree with you, James. You know, I, um, I've had some, you know, Sasquatch experiences with them and more chances than not, they are, well, number one, you know, they're, they're land guardians. They're, you yeah. know, the first job is they're guarding the land and, and it's kind of vetting people out Vetting you. Know, I did a, a vortex tour up in Asheville, North Carolina in the mountains and the minute I stepped foot on the trail, I instantly like knew there's there were five of them there and, and they kept their distance, but they were just watching. And it was a mixture of we were new. We had entered their area, but also then it quickly switched to protection while we were yeah. in there. And, you know, it was so interesting. I, I didn't say a word that I had sensed them. I just knew where they were at and I knew there was five. And when we were done, we we're walking back to the car. My son said. So you know that there were Sasquatch watching us the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. They know. Yeah, yeah. I always take a, I always take some apples. You know, I take you know at least five or ten apples up when I go hiking back in the woods. And if I feel their presence, I 
I know they're watching me. I, I put them right in the open so they can see them. And, uh, and they respect that, you know, and they go, oh, okay. You know, it's, gave us an offering, you know, they love know. gifts. I have a, I have a small Sasquatch um, statue in the front. And um, cause I, when we first moved to this house, I was awoken about 1245 in the morning to, to one calling outside. And so I walked to the back deck and I just saw this huge dark figure just walking along a lit path and as it walked, like the, you know, the light was disappearing yeah. as it walked. And, um, so I was just like, nope, it's one in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we, uh, we leave, we leave gifts out under, underneath our statue. We leave them gifts. So we had, a, we had a, um, you've probably seen that alien. We have that alien here that it was a, it was a set. It was off a set, some alien mm-hmm. movie. And it was a gray mm-hmm. and the guy that worked on some movie. I'm not, he gave it to us. And, and I said, Oh yeah, we'll, we'll have fun with it. And, it would end up in people's beds and things like that, and, and uh, in their back okay, <laughs> when they're driving, you know, things like that. <laughs> but I put it right behind this big tree, and there's this area that says "Do not enter," you know, because it's like a pump house, and it's an area where its own personal garden is there, and, and there's no reason for people if you're not staffed to go back there. And uh, and so I put, you know, there's a gate there, and it says "Do not enter," you know, like uh, staff only. And sure enough, everybody goes back there. You know, they they just, oh, that doesn't mean me, you know, and they go back there. Well, And so I put that alien just on the other side of the tree. So you walk around this tree, it's standing right there, right? And just, it was really funny. And people, we'd take new people out there. Hey, come on, we've got to show you the pump house, you know, and the little ferry area, you know, and they go out there. And, then, and so one day, one day I, I came out there after we put it up there. It was only there for about maybe four or five days. And I go, where'd the alien go? I couldn't find it anywhere. And I found found it over the fence and probably 40 yards away in the middle of the field, you know? And I go, how the hell did it get here? How how did the alien get here? And I had this vision of, probably scared the crap out of Bigfoot. He grabbed it and threw it. Like 40 yards. (laughs) uh, you know, I didn't even think about that. I'll bet, you know, because I mean, they don't get along too well with the, some of the grays. You know, they're 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 actually protected. Say, you just you just triggered that Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did. But, yeah, he did. You didn't see the humor in it. He threw it like 40, 40 yards. He just threw this thing. I go, how can anybody throw that thing forty yards? This is like incredible strength. But, uh, we have a lot of fun here at the ranch. We humor is like key and uh yes no trouble for being pc incorrect but everybody's laughing you know and i say when you're laughing you're closest to god you know so uh, open up that crown chakra baby (laughs) and i'll I'll tell you something with laughter that i do in my own home you know so many of these kids are coming in and they and they're they're having their past life memories come through and um you know most people might think this a little sadistic but I mean, there's been nights where my family, like my kids and I will sit around and we're laugh and say, make the contest. All right. Who died in the worst way in a past life? Uh, (laughs) And, you know, but that's how you transmute it. You know, that's how you heal from it. When you no longer give it any of your end or your power, it's you can laugh about it. And so, yeah, (laughs) that's how we transmute here. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a couple of those. I mean, I, one time I was doing past life clearing and working on my own stuff. And, and finally I said, well, how many 
implements of war have I had go through my body? And uh, they told me 52. <laughs> and, uh, and they said between the spears, the arrows and, and <clears throat> knives and everything, you know, and I, and so I spent quite a while just pulling all those out, you know, and, uh, and getting rid of those, you know, but, uh, you know, we don't realize a lot of these pains in our body are from residuals from those past life experiences, you know, and you pull that out and clean up the past life on that. It, the pain goes away. Yeah. And that's where, you know, a lot of us, well, that's where we get, we can get clusters of like mole growth or, or yeah. marks. Can, you know, it's it's past that that cellular memory of trauma there. So my, exactly. daughter, my daughter has one on her side and she's like, I must have got shanked here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We when we do the transpersonal release sessions, um, it's really interesting. The people that are coming in that are powerhouses, a lot of kids, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're coming in from seventh dimensional realms and things like that. They're very powerful. But almost every time, like at three years old, between three and five, they're totally traumatized. And and it's by some dark force coming in, trying to shut them down. Yep. You know, either a reptilian or gray or some demonic type thing comes in and and totally, totally, uh, you know, night terrors, all that stuff. They come in and they try to shut them down because they know who they are. Yeah. They, they know they're very powerful beings. And mm-hmm. so... Once we clear that out and we reconnect them with those, that life, you know, then they reconnect with those beings and, and their, their star family or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a common thing that we keep seeing a lot of these masters coming in right now are, are got hit at between three and five or seven. Mm-hmm. Um, really got uh, trespassed on or are really screwed with to shut them down, to try to shut them down. Wow. You, we, you know, we did an episode with Laura Van Tyne and she was helping us give give us some tools and protocols to help clear the kids, get our house cleared, everything. And I just I took so many notes, but it was really informative. You know, people are doing so much work on themselves nowadays, but those yeah. that have children, we're forgetting they got to do it on them, too. So yeah, that really clearing we have on the website works so well. I mean, I've been yeah. using it for 30 something years. Because it works. And I still use your prayer. Yeah. <laughs> Before I came on the show. Well, it has a long history of being tied into Christ consciousness and, and working through different cultures and things like that. So it, it, historically, it has that network or that connection. And it, it works better than anything. You know, everybody goes, why do you still use that? Or I go, because it works. You know, it. Uh, I haven't seen it not work. You know, it might have to do it more than once. You know, but because there's more than one thing there, but uh, it it definitely works. And that's on our website. If anybody wants to know about the clearing unseen negative influences, it's on eSETI.org. And feel free to put that on yours or use it whenever you want. But I always tell people with, with, uh, you know, if you've got a young master, that's one of the things parents need to learn how to do is keep the energy clear until they can do it. Until they learn how to do it. Because they're wide open. They're seeing all these other dimensions, what's going on. Some of it's really beautiful and some not. Yeah. And, and so they may not know how to how to clear out the uh, the other stuff. It's like my nephews are, are you know, it, it's something strange with our genetics. But the, uh, like my dad was a dentist before he was 20 years old. He was, uh, and uh and my nephew's a genius, you know, and, and we have all these people that 
excel really quickly. And and uh, and so I taught them at a very early age. I taught my nephews how to heal these unseen negative influences, and they're having dreams and everything. And there's they're telling us, you know, that UFOs aren't aren't all round. Some of them are triangular, and some of them are huge. And some, you know, they're they're schooling us. You know, say, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we uh, agree with them. But it, it's amazing if we could keep our kids open or have a place to. Uh, take the kids that would, uh, you know, support them, you know, because now, and it's not everywhere, but it, it seems like in my day, when you went to school, you couldn't talk about any of that. You know, the other kids were just cruel, you know, you couldn't be sensitive. You couldn't be, you couldn't show compassion and love. You couldn't, uh, uh, you know, that was seen as a weakness. And, and uh, when you talk about anything outside the norm, you know, even, you know, I got even on a university level, I I was given F's in a couple classes in a psychology class. And he said, don't come back. You know, and it's just because I wrote a paper on past lives and how they affect us in this lifetime and mm-hmm. and how, how child prodigies are from past life experiences and past phobias that mm-hmm. have no no childhood trauma involved in this life. It you know, all this stuff, you, you have to go into the past lives as well for a complete healing. And, and I got, and I, had, I had all the evidence down of all the people that proved past lives are real and all these other things and how these phobias would come up and things like that. And I had all in this paper and the guy, the, the guy goes, when you're dead, you're dead. And uh, I'm giving you an F. Don't need to come back to this class anymore. And I go, well, all right, I guess I don't, you know. I was fine with that. I said, yeah, I guess I don't need to come back to this class anymore. Yeah. 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 That really affected your life in the negative, James. Yeah. Yeah. I go, God, these I'm coming here to learn higher wisdom. And these guys are like third graders. You know, these university guys are supposed to know what's going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I call that the 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 arrogance, I mean the the ignorance of arrogance. Yeah. And, you know, the same thing in chemistry. I, I wanted to know, OK, I got the periodical periodic table. You know, I got that down. I understand this. I understand things are more complex compounds and things. You know, I got all that down, but I kept going, well, where does this come from? Well, where did the chart come from? You know, and, and I said, well, where, you know, and and God, the guy got so mad at me because I kept asking him that. Well, I'm really who whose idea was this? That's what I was trying to get to. You know, some and they're saying, no, it's just random. And I go, nothing's random here. This is very complex, extremely organized, the way things come together. And I said, there's nothing random here. There's some kind of higher intelligence that that had this come together in the way that it did to create this and this and this. And so, again, he told me I didn't need to come anymore because I was disrupting his class. But but uh, yeah, all I was ask questions. I, I wasn't. I wasn't negative. I wasn't anything. I'm just, I was, I was trying to get to the source of everything. You know, that's all I was trying to do. As any good student yeah. asks, you know, yeah. My, my son, when he was in the third grade, um, he was, I picked him up from school and he, and he came out and he was kind of crying when he got in the car, he was crying. And I said, you know what happened? And he said, well, you're covering the moon at school today. And so I informed class what the moon really is and how, you know, it was, it was moved and put in place and it's a hub and, you know, it's like a satellite and it's a, it's a base and it's used. And he said, 
they all laughed at me. The teacher laughed at me. And so I thought he was crying because they laughed at him. And, you know, I said, you know, I'm sorry that happened. And he said, and he just looked at me and he said, I'm not sad because they laughed at me. I'm sad because they'll never know the truth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, historically, you can go back in time and once there was no moon, then there was two moons and then there's one moon. Yeah. So so and that's in the in a lot it's in historical writing. So obviously it's been brought in and and who put it, whoever put it there, put it in the exact perfect place to generate the tides, to do everything. So we don't turn into a big sewage stench down here with the movement of the water and the tides and everything we'd just be a big swamp yeah. you know so so i mean it's it's uh whoever did that wherever they put it to to maintain that perfect orbit and everything else again you know it wasn't random to just come flying in and the earth grabbed and said uh, okay you know yeah. we're gonna park you here <laughs> it's like yeah. you know I, I found this is interesting i was um watching a bit of alara her space force news and she brought on a clip from, I believe his name is Bill Nelson, the, the NASA administrator. And he was talking about them going to Mars. And he said, yeah. like, in hopes of going to Mars, we will we will finally know where we came from. So yeah. I'm like, well, here we have a head of NASA telling everybody that they know we are not sentient beings. We were brought here as a species. So, that's yeah. a good one. You know, that'd be a good curriculum for the kids to teach the real history of Earth and how how the Earth was colonized many times, several times, and who they were and where they came from. I have I've actually given a lot of lectures on that. Yeah. And uh, you know, the ancient Lyrans or Lyrians were the ones that uh, the first ones here, and they were the really tall ones. You know, that were here, mm-hmm. and uh, um, and then you know we had the cataclysms, the pole shifts, and massive volcanoes going off, and tidal waves, and and a lot of people had to start over as primitives, you know, and and there's variants on the earth and different different colonies coming in here. The last one was the two Palladian colonies of Atlantis and Lemuria or Mu. You know, those those were Palladian colonies, but also other groups came. Other star nations joined those colonies as well. You know, so and you know, people say, Oh, that's nonsense. I said, Well, look at all these megaliths. They can't build those today. They can't lift those. Mm-hmm. We don't have cranes big enough to lift the stones that they carved and moved miles. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, you know, it's intricate and some perfect holes through a big big granite block, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know well, they, and they call it, they say it's nonsense because they've been programmed and it was created mm-hmm. that way to make them not ingest it. We have to re- we have to teach the whole thing to kids, you know, the entire education and history, every history book needs to be re- rewritten. I think, I think too, the main thing is teach critical thinking. Yes. Yes. You know, totally. The story, the stories they tell us it there, if you use critical thinking, if you keep asking questions, it's, it falls apart. It totally mm-hmm. dies. It fall, all, the whole narrative they're teaching right now, even the critical race theory, all that stuff. Yeah. Kids are going, what? what? Yeah. We're out in the playground. We're all having fun. We don't care right. if you're purple, green, or blue. And right. uh, you're all getting along great, you know, until they're taught, you know, mm-hmm. the negative mm-hmm. stuff. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and so, you know, that has to be taught. And if you mm-hmm. want to end racism, stop teaching racism. You know, yeah. it's, it's really that simple. 
you know, it, it's not that complicated, but, uh, but again, you know, the schools I think are so important and I, I think it's so important, probably definitely started out with the, on, you know, the net as a school there with little satellites that you can actually have the actual physical schools, but mm-hmm. have a place that they can all go to and communicate and mm-hmm. maybe have a chat room, you know, yeah. yeah. and yeah. put, and put, have your own, uh, what do you call them? The monitors have the kids be monitors and say, no, that's not cool. You no, know, in front of her. Moderators. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's perfect. That's not nice, you know, and have them police themselves, you know, it's like, cause you're going to have those, you're going to have these other kids that are just, I mean, they're, they didn't get attention as a kid. So they want any attention, even if it's bad attention they're mm-hmm. and they're just flashing out and doing, and you're going to have that. That's, mm-hmm. that's, and the other kids could be there and say, come on, you know, it's like, uh, you know, let's try something else. You don't need to do that here, you know, and, and uh, I think it'd work out great. Yeah. You know, they're, they're here to be way showers, so let them do that. You know, Heidi and I, we have added, um, we've put on a couple of in the classroom and they're very short, you know, 10 to 15 minute where we bring on a teacher and they do a short classroom session for kids to teach them, to introduce them and like how to move the energy. We had Arlen come in a sound healer, just introducing them to sound frequency and mm-hmm. breath work. We had a breath work one and oh, nice. Mm-hmm. And then a clearing one. And yeah, it's all the, like baby steps. We're growing, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. I tell you, I tell you, let me make a suggestion if you don't mind, but you know, what's really awesome is a campfire and a talking stick. Oh, totally. Yeah. And yeah, crystal, crystal talking stick. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I mean, you can ask some questions. You can start off and say, "Okay, how do you think? How do you think we can actually have world peace? Mm-hmm. Or, or what do you think we need to do to clean up the planet? You know, or you can kind of start it and then pass this and let the kids talk. And mm-hmm. and you'd be a you'd be blown away. We've done that here before. I'm going to do that again and film it. And and if people just listen to the kids and then after we did this, the parents that were there, they walked away and they go, man, I have gotten so far away. I go, I got schooled by my kid, <laughs> you know, and I've gotten so far away. I got caught up in, in society and all this other stuff. I forgot, you know, what's important and things like that. So so I think it's, it's so important that they have a voice and not uh, and not a voice that's going to be. Um, suppressed or manipulated in any way just say okay this is your you got the stick this is your time nobody else can interfere with you mm-hmm. you know and and just go around with a nice talking stick yeah i love that absolutely yep i love that and, you know, I, I think adults you know we should do that we should have a have a talking stick a campfire you, anytime you want to come up here and do that we could film it and just bring a bunch of kids together and Awesome. And film it and put it up there and say, you know, parents, watch this. Yep. You know, yep. listen to your kids. This is what they want. Yeah. A lot of the kids are channeling too. I mean, they're they're yeah. delivering messages for us. So yeah. we just have to give them a voice or um, our attention. <laughs> well, you know, so so James, my my son is very engine engineered minded, and it, one of his guides is a mantid being. And you know, and, and he knows that he wants to get into you know astrophysics. And engineering so uh-huh. i actually just bought him a, a college level like intro to astrophysics and i gave him a book obviously it was full of math and i told him i said 
work with your mantid guy. Just call him in. Mm-hmm. Work with him. See what he has to say. And so I, you know, I one day he walked in and he was like on page three and he just quietly goes, This is wrong. And because <laughs> he told like was he was correcting the book. Yeah. Again, that's like channeling and just allowing that knowingness to come in. Yeah, my friend I work with a lot, the scientists, he uh this guy came in and he brought him that whole new super string theory and everything else. And he looked at it and he goes, that's not correct. And he went and fixed it and he gave it back to him. Next thing you know, they're like bugging the crap out of him. He goes, I didn't do that. He goes, I didn't do that for the attention. I don't want to be, leave me out of this. You know, it's like, it's really funny, but it's nice to have that kind of access. And I, I know people like that would teach the kids. They, I know people that would come and teach them the real science. Mm-hmm. And not not the book science that they teach in schools. They would teach them about anti-gravity, counter-gravity, about, you know, the different forces and how they work and mm-hmm. and, uh, and then show them. They'd actually show them how to build it. Yeah, I'm looking for that for my son. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it'd yep. be interesting. The, uh, yeah, it's sad because these masters, these young masters are coming in and they, they're not challenged. They don't have the foundation to to support them, you know, to, no. you know, I was I was told by the Palladians. I asked them, I said, well, how do you raise your kids? You know, and and they said, well, we have counselors and the counselor mm-hmm. can connect with the kid and they can find out what their sole purpose is, why they incarnated, you know, kind mm-hmm. of the outline. And they mm-hmm. said, and then we give them everything they need to reach their highest potential in that venue. They said, but we also teach them the other venues so they have a rounded education. And mm-hmm. and so we find out what their sole purpose is. We give them everything they can. And they said, we also take them up in the ships and we shift from a physical reality to a light reality principle. And then now they've had their own little near-death experience. They're one with everything. And they give back to the whole. They they understand that they're part of the whole, and uh, and they give back that there's no division, there's no separation, and they see the creator in all creation, you know, in all life, and so and so when you, they said that and and when they when they excel and reach their highest potential, they give back to the whole, because. They're not they're not going to say, well, I'm going to make a million dollars on this, you know, or I'm going to be the richest man on the planet, you know, or no, they they're humble and they they realize everything's connected. If one's suffering, everybody's suffering, you know, and they they understand that that principle. And they said when we started doing that, they said we took a quantum leap in evolution. And uh, and and so, uh, you know, we could do the same thing, basically, you know, we could we could find out, you know, we have the ability, we have counselors and you can just watch kids and look what, what are their gifts? Mm-hmm. And just observe them for a while. You'll see what are their gifts, you know, and ask them, what do you, what really brings you joy? You know, mm-hmm. what, what really makes you happy? What do you want to do? You know, and, and, and they'll mm-hmm. tell you, you know, so. Well, that's we, we also to bring up another show is human design. Have you heard of, have you done human design, James? Yeah. Uh-huh. Are, yeah. I think that helps finding out what your child's chart is. So you can, you know, put their curriculum together based on them. You can't force a kid who's really a generator to sit still and, you know, yeah. write a thesis. <laughs> they need to build something and do something. And really, you well, we, have a, yeah. 
we have a thing out of the TIC that came out and they, they would say, you know, some people are antennas mm-hmm. and they would get all this feedback would come in. And some people are batteries. They hold mm-hmm. the energy. They hold space for others. Mm-hmm. And there's different types of people. And it's real similar. And uh, and the antennas all want to be batteries and the batteries all want to be antennas. You know, because, you know, the people that are really psychic and really sensitive, they get beat up, you know, because they're not grounded. And and the people that are really grounded want to have all those other experiences, you know, and see all those other d- dimensions and everything. So, but you can balance that within yourself. So you can be both an antenna and a battery when you understand subjective, objective balance. You can find that it's almost like masculine and feminine, same thing. And the feminine by nature are more sensitive because they're more subjective and they're more sensitive and and their brains operate better than ours. You know, they, they're in the emotional body more, which is a much bigger uh, realm to pull from. So yeah. uh, like women are already, already off to three or four other subjects and the men are still trying to figure out the last one. Because the intellect is just a drop in the sea of consciousness. It's such a small part yeah. of the brain, but it's worshipped in this society. And it, it, the intellect is just... It, it's nothing compared to the emotional body and the astral body and the spirit, higher bodies. It, it mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. want to trap you in the intellect and the personality and the body and say, that's you. Now go out and consume. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and we mm-hmm. got to get away from that. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 You know, I, in, and amongst the kids, I, I, I do see just a very common thread amongst all of them, either stories. They are longing for a connection. Yeah. And, exactly. and and everything about this false matrix is breaking that connection. So that's some of the struggle. So therefore, you know, we, we build these schools and we build these platforms so that they can draw back and feel that connection again. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I have some very powerful women in my life that, you know, and, and I always ask them, well, what do you think? <laughs> or I go, what do you feel? <laughs> what do you feel is going on here? <laughs> you know, and they, they validate a lot of things. I'm pretty sensitive myself, but they help validate it and things like that. And I think that's that has to be respected. Somebody said yeah. something once about how the women are totally mistreated here. And there. I go, women run this place. I go, what are you talking about? <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said, I'm the gopher. I'm the guy fixing everything and digging the ditches and fixing the plumbing and everything else. I said, uh, I go, women run this place. That reminds me of my little son, my little man. He's been like extra ordinary, like pulling my chair out and doing things lately. And not long ago, we had to talk about portals. And I'm like, you know, I was your portal. And I explained to him about that. And he's just looking at me like, I get connected. And he's like, whoa. <laughs> so now I'm like, mother goddess. <laughs> I know. Portal. <laughs> well, I was, I was at a very young age. I was five years old. I was actually dying in the hospital. And Mary came to me oh. several times. And actually, so I wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for the oh. divine feminine. So I, I've, I have ultimate respect for that. And uh, uh I, I really feel like that's what's happening right now on the planet, like mom's home, like mother's back, you know. Yeah. Time to straighten your act out. You know? Yeah. I, yes. I abs- I feel that strongly because mm-hmm. we are, um, we the, the feminine collective are the ones who are being so vocal during these past 20 months and, and really mm-hmm. just stepping into that protective mama bear yeah. 
The mama bear. Yeah. yeah. I know a few mama bears I'm working with and I'm giving them all the ammo. You know, I, I've done all the research and I give them all the ammo. This is the real facts, the real statistics. And they're just going under those school boards and they're just going boom, boom, boom. And we are going to hold you accountable and they're not pulling back, you know. And, uh, and it's I've seen now we now we have a moratorium here on on everything. So things are working. I mean, they are moving in that in that mm-hmm. direction. But, yep. uh, yeah. it is. I think the children and the divine feminine need to rise up big time right now. And, and uh, it's so important. Mm-hmm. And, and men need to, you know, I would tell people men need to learn to cry. You know, oh, yeah. Back in touch with your emotions again. Totally. And it's OK. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's OK. But uh you know, there needs to be a lot of men's circles and things too, as well, for healing the past, you know, healing the old wounds and traumas. Yeah. But the, uh, unfortunately, we're hitting the end of the hour. There's so much we can say about this, but uh, you know, you have my full support, whatever I can do to help you with this. Uh, if, if, if you want us to send it out on our newsletter or anything, this oh. show's part of that and uh, keep it going. And I know there's going to be some anchors, you know, uh, on the earth of this. Uh, mm-hmm raising star seeds as well but uh, anything else you want to say we've got to close out the show unfortunately we're running out of time um yeah just just tune in and um we will absolutely take up on that offer of uh, doing a you know in the springtime doing a conference bringing in the, the children and and do some roundtable bonfire chats all right totally yes totally we will be there awesome. <laughs> And thank right, you, well, thank, thank you as well. I mean, I think it's through you as well. Abby and I found each other. Like, just thank you for all the work you do and everything. Oh, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't do anything else. <laughs> you know, I tried. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, again, I can't thank you enough. Keep up the great work you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's so the children are so important right now, and we mm-hmm. need to get behind, get behind them, and keep them wide open, and keep them on track, and and we can take a quantum leap and in our uh, civilization if we do that but uh again keep up the great work we we're out of time folks unfortunately this is james gillen with as you wish talk radio and you said stargate have a great evening and again uh what's your website again it's uh raising starseeds.com raising starseeds.com check it out and support it and get it out there yay keep an open mind loving heart pure intent have a good night see you in the future